Hello, good evening everybody. Can you hear me? Okay, so audio. Okay, audio's fine. Um, good evening on this uh, June 8th, 2023. Uh, got a live, missed the Tuesday live, and then last week I was, my family was on vacation to visit family, so that's why I didn't have a podcast before that. Well, actually, I didn't miss last week, or last Tuesday's, I mean Tuesday's podcast. I posted the um, food shortages, a list of food shortages, and then a Tucker Carlson expanding on that just a little bit. Uh, but, yep, so staying busy. I have a couple of updates. Um, I can't remember if I have told anybody that uh, the Carbon Hill First Free Baptist Church, Carbon Hill, Alabama, they voted me in as youth pastor. Um, in their vote, their May vote for this year. So I'm officially a youth pastor there. We were gone a week on vacation. I came back the next, the following Sunday of our vacation and opened the bulletin and it says, pastor's name then it says associate pastor Joshua Miller so they bumped me up while I was gone apparently so I've got a couple at least a couple positions to fill oh yeah they dubbed me the uh, song leader somehow too so I've been leading the music there playing guitar for them so anyway the Lord's been using us there me and my wife and the kids there and we're excited to see what the Lord's doing there we're actually having a revival um, this week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Brother Mark Riggs is preaching the revival there for this coming week. So we're going to pray that the Lord will bless the revival and send people in. Uh, one of the church members actually led a, um, he called it a church picnic a couple weeks ago and actually had a new couple come in um, with their new couple and a child um, and they have been coming to church since that church picnic and so we thank the Lord for that and they have enjoyed the services so we hope that the Lord will, will continue to bless the church and sending more people there and sending those there that are ready to serve the Lord, worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we want to thank the Lord for that. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, like I say, if you have any prayer requests, mention them in the comment section here below through the live podcast when we're on live. If you don't and you come in later after it's been, the podcast has been posted, uh, either post in the comments on the podcast Whatever you're on, Podbean, Google, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Samsung, Desktop, whatever. Wherever you can find a podcast, I'm there. And you can post a uh, prayer request through there. Or Joshua Ministries 741 at gmail.com. Either way. And we can get those prayer requests added to the prayer list. And we have a lot to pray for. We have to pray for our, we don't have to, we need to, we should want to pray 
for our country. We're going through a lot, and there's a lot of things we need to to address in this country. There's a lot of things that need to be straightened out, and if we don't step up and straighten them out like God has called us to do, God will straighten them out himself. So, and we, you would prefer that we go ahead and handle it instead of letting God handle it because, and that's what we'll look at here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, blessings and cursings. And we see here the last podcast on Deuteronomy, we went through verses 1 through 14, which are the blessings that God gives us as a nation for obeying him and seeking him diligently. And then... Uh, verses 15 through 67. I think there's 67 verses total. Uh, actually, 68 verses are curses that God will put on us as a nation because we disobeyed. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. I don't know how many verses we'll cover tonight, but it's a verse-by-verse study. And so we'll see how much we can cover in the an hour-long podcast. Um I've invited some special guests. I don't know if they'll be able to make it for the podcast tonight. It was kind of uh, spontaneous uh, for to, for their invite, so we'll see if they're able to join uh, within the next hour or not. But we're going to go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Thank you for keeping us safe. Uh, today in, in our uh, respective places, um, at work, at home, at school, on the road, wherever the case is, we're thankful for your keeping us safety, that hedge of protection you put around us as your children. I pray that you continue to do so. I pray that first of all, we've that, um, or that you would forgive me for my sins where I failed you and as I repent for maybe mistakes I've made or, or times that I've um, uh, erred from your word. Help me to, to keep my eyes on you and focus on you. Help me to trust you. Help me not to be anxious, but by prayers and supplications, let my requests be made known to you. Help me to not to live in the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Help me to honor and glorify you in what I with clear thoughts and clear speech. And I pray that um, you would be with our country. I know that I live in a special country, the United States of America. And as I, I understand the history, I mean, not completely all the history, I'm still learning, but the, the grasp that I've had growing up in a Christian home, the history of our country is, is of Christian um, descent. And this country started with Christian principles and the fact that we we uh, threw off tyrants so that we could worship you according to our convictions. And we created a government, a republic, that fortified the right that were, was endowed by our creator, certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, so that we could serve you and live for you. And that was the intent, was so that we could worship you according to our convictions through the Holy Spirit and be the influence that we should be effectively to the lost and dying world around us. 
Um, the devil is, has crept in and deceived many people into thinking that we're not a Christian country and that there are wicked, corrupt, evil ways that actually prevail over the Christian uh, principles, which is not true. But it has done a lot of damage in spite of that and that it has weakened a lot of Christians because they're manipulated because they're not grounded in the faith. I pray that through this podcast we would able be able to take your word, apply it to current events, and be able to strengthen the body of Christ, help them understand the power and the position, the standing that they have in Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. We're thankful for what you've done, what you've given us. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're fixing to get to the the text tonight, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and we're going to pick up with verse 15. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to mention um, a couple of the crazy things that are going on right now. Um, we have the fires going on right now, and I've learned from the Dutch sensei that the fires started simultaneously in Canada, Eastern and Western Canada, and Central United States, and Mexico. There was several fires in all three countries, and it seems that they all started at the same exact time. And I'm sure by now you've probably seen pictures of the smoke in New York City that pretty much covered up the bridge um, made it impossible to see more than it appeared to make maybe a hundred feet that was it. And it everything appeared to be orange in color and also watching the sit rep 72 to animal and all of the the uh, sur flight surveys, the military planes, Monkey Works is, is noting that, doing a good job with that. And we have um, fighter jets on the border, southern border, uh, Mexican border still. And, and uh, he's noted that, and it's been a couple months that I've seen him, the, the notes on that, where the flight surveys, military flights, the um, we've had jets flying or surveying at least. Well, let me get it right. Certain flights are surveys and certain flights are jet fighter jets. We've had fighter jets on the border, southern border with Mexico. And uh, the Monkey Works reported that uh, yesterday. And so for some reason, we still have fighter jets they're, they're um, guard, I guess, guarding the border, our southern border. There's something coming through the border, something that would prompt fighter jets. And why would we have fighter jets on the southern border? Um, is there an army we're coming through? Um, I said, but nobody's reporting. The mainstream media, there's nothing. It's completely quiet. What Monkey Works is reporting, I mean, there's nothing on the media about that at all, that we've got jets. Now, there was something that happened up in uh, 
the Northeast. I'm trying to remember if it was in. It just popped them in my mind just now about the. There was a plane that crashed. It seemed like the pilot um, had a medical event, and their jet scrambled for that plane. They didn't know if that was an attack or a sabotage or what, but it appears that he passed out in flight and crashed and those on the plane uh, passed away. Uh, I think it was a small private plane. Uh, but that's what's been happening with the vaccines. The pilots, uh, we're, we're down tremendously on commercial planes because the pilots that took the vax have been disabled, disabled or killed. And so there's a lot of issues going around us that are a lot of problems and we haven't seen the worst of it yet. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier that we've been studying Deuteronomy chapter 28, the blessings and cursings. Last time we were in Deuteronomy 28, we looked at the blessings verses one through 14 we're going to pick up with verse 15, and we're going to start looking at the cursing, the curses of the, the lack of obedience to God's word. So I'm going to go back to verse 1 and read it. It says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And that's what we looked at, verses 1 through 14 last time. And we saw how God would lift up a nation, his people, and he was speaking to the children of Israel, but it really it still applies to any nation that is God's, and which uh, the United States is, is a Christian nation. And it should be, it should be one nation under God, and we should be acting like it, and we should be living it. But the fact is, right now, um, that a lot of people are not living the way God intended us to live. And so He said He would give us blessings for those that would observe, do His commandments, and would hearken diligently unto His voice. So now let's look at what he will do to those that do not. Verse 15 says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And now he's going to start listing curses. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, cursed shalt thou be in the field, cursed shalt thou be the basket in thy store, cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou come in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou go out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke in all that thou set thine hand to do until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby you have forsaken me. 
because you have forsaken me, I'm going to curse you. And he just, the Lord, this is the Lord speaking, just labeled each aspect, every area of your life will be affected, will be cursed. Your family will be cursed. Your job will be cursed. Your city will be cursed. Everything. When you go in, when you go out, your travels will be cursed. Everything. Because you did not listen to what? To his voice. Now this is how, this shows us how serious it is, a relationship with God, um, the importance of obedience. We have the LGBTQ movement and it's uh, Pride Month, uh, regretfully. It's amazing how they get a whole month to celebrate it and we skip over Veterans Day or Memorial Day and things like that. Um, or Easter and well, Resurrection Sunday. But we'll have a whole month to celebrate pride. You know, pride goes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. And it's very wicked, very deceiving, deceptive. Um, and it's celebrating, you know, they're causing the, and it's, it's in the mainstream, but they're trying to push it as if it's prominent when it's not actually prominent. It's the percentage of actually LGBTQ people is like a 0.04%, I think, of the total population. But they make it look like it's uh, prevalent in every single, everywhere, the whole country, the whole nation. Now, it is scattered around. But their propaganda is everywhere, and it's in the schools, and they're targeting children, just like Target is with their uh, tuck-friendly bathing suits that Alex Stein pointed out quite, um, uh, I don't know, he's, he's out and open with it, went to Target, tried on the tuck-friendly bathing suit, he's... Um, I wouldn't do that actually, but he has his style of calling out the, um, insanity, I guess I could call it, but they're pushing it on us and it's actually, and it's actually tricking, deceiving a lot of the youth, a lot of young people. And we know that they are vulnerable, gullible malleable, they're easily deceived, and can be manipulated at a young age. Every one of us when we're young, because that's when we're supposed to be trained. We're supposed to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it. So if they are trained and that's properly in the word of God and, and the fear and admonition of the Lord, they won't depart from it. So the devil's trying to get in before that actually happens. And he's actually confusing them on their gender uh, at puberty or before, making it, it's already in their the awkward time of life, um, taking advantage of it and... He wants to destroy them completely. 
a majority of those that transition their bodies when they are children, that means before that they are fully grown, fully mature, fully developed, the majority of them that go through the gender affirming care, these transitions commit suicide. And it's because they realize the mistake that they made and that it's not reversible. It's permanent damage to their bodies. They, um, the surgeries on girls where they remove their breast is permanent. And other heinous things um, where they castrate the boys or delete the genitals completely um, and try to make boys, boy parts into girl parts and try to make girl parts into boy parts. Um, it's sickening and it doesn't work. And the doctors know this and yet they're um, doing the surgeries anyway, which destroys the kid, but makes the doctor a bunch of money. Uh, wasn't that St. Luke's Hospital that was boasting how much money they made doing that? Um, like I said, the surgeries are, their modifications are only temporary, but the surgery, the damage is permanent. Uh, no matter whether you take puberty blockers, the chemicals, or the surgeries, it's all permanent. And I mean, it's, it's child abuse is what it is. So we have our government pushing this. So as a nation, now our nation has been hijacked. We've been living in a, a communist, I guess you could say territory. Wouldn't be, we be classified as territory if someone else came in? Uh, we're still in the early stages of that. But it's been like three years of being occupied by a foreign country. Um, these tyrants, they claim to be Americans, but they're not. And they are definitely not operating in the best, our best interest. And they are leading the nation into um, complete destruction. And it is up to us, we the people, to stop it. And God has given us the right to do that and the obligation to do that because he told us to hearken diligently unto his voice to observe and to do all his commandments that he commanded us to do and that if we do that the lord thy god will set thee on high above all nations of the earth so all these curses are going to come upon us because we're not doing it as a nation and because Christians aren't standing up like they should, they shouldn't have, should have never gotten this far. Now we are in an, an awakening, so praise the Lord for that. But I hope it's not too late, because there's a lot of evil brewing. But if we're gonna have to go to battle, we know we're in a spiritual battle. 
I mean, what is Ephesians? Uh, what does Ephesians uh, four six say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Um, Ephesians six. Uh, 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. God is not going to appreciate when we go to the pearly gates, and he's going to go um, as he welcomes us in, and then we realize that we didn't do all to stand. That's the biggest problem in my uh, perspective based on my knowledge and experience in the Word of God and as a child of God for the past what, 29 years is that Christians rarely do all to stand. They let their guard down in some way or another and allow the devil to creep in and take charge. And that's a huge problem. And that's what this chapter, Deuteronomy 28, um, pins the responsibility on the Christian. I mean, as Christians, we have a relationship with Jesus, but the lost, they don't, any, they don't know God. They don't know who he is. And God gave us as Christians the word, not the lost people. We're supposed to take his word, follow it, and share it. So we need to do our part. Let's go to verse um, 21. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From the heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them, and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto the all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall frighten them away. The Lord will smite thee with boils of Egypt and with emeralds, that's hemorrhoids, and with the scab and with the itch, whereof thou cannot be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways. And thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled 
evermore, and no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shall not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labor shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always, so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. I'll pause there for a second. I just thought of reading verse 32, Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. I'm thinking about the um, the human trafficking that our government is carrying out through the southern border, through the drug cartels, and I mean they're stealing children, kids um, for sex, for drugs, for money, and these kids sometimes they're sold. They're sold. Um, six to ten different times before they get someone either finally takes them or that or they're killed and it's terrible now just think about it God is speaking to a Christian people to a Christian nation I mean all nations are charged to live godly but the not all nations are godly specifically ours is a godly nation and we were dedicated to God's word. So we have the obligation to follow his word. What he told us to do, his principles, his commandments, we're supposed to hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord our God. And we could, as noted before, possibly... The things that are going on around us that we just wonder why in this, how is everything getting so crazy uh, could be the fact that Christians, God's people are not obeying him and that God is actually judging this nation, the United States of America, because we have done so poorly at defending it and standing up to his word and, com- and following his commandments. It's easy to follow his word and we would reap blessings for obeying. It says to observe. Here's the problem again. I'll say it again. We observe God's word. It says to observe it and to do it. To observe it and to do it. We have a problem with, we can, uh, well, there's not that many that I know of going to church anymore, uh, but faithfully, but when they do, they 
they attend, but that's about it. They attend the service, but what what are they actually what are you actually doing when you're attending the service? That's observing. That's taking the word of God and reading it, listening to the message. But then you're not, what are you doing? You have to have the works also. James said, I will show you my faith by my works. Others were boasting about their works, which does not save you. But the works of God being prevalent should indicate the fact or the condition of your heart. If you're saved, you've repented of your sins. If you accepted Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, you professed Him to be your Lord and confess that, profess that He was this, this is the Son of God. He was born of a virgin, went to the cross, was crucified, then He died, and He was buried three days, and then He rose again on the third day. If you have confessed that and trusted that to be so, to be true, as Jesus Christ said, you have salvation. That's faith. That's exercising faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We weren't there when he was on the cross, but there's enough evidence it's true. There was witnesses. Um, so but because of our faith, our works should prove our faith. We should have the works to back it up. There won't be just an observation, but there will be an action. We will do His commandments. That's the big problem in our day is the action. There's not enough action. A lot of people talking, but no action. Verse 35. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with sore boils that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. I mean, this is this could be talking, you could just say that the Lord took the United States and turned it into the United Nations, right here in this verse. He says, I'll bring thee thy, in thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. Well, what are the people serving now? Um, I think the number one is uh, football, sports. Uh, what about American Idol? What about that? American Idol and football. I think that's still the case. And that's a huge problem. All that set up in front of anything set before God in place of God is an idol. 
um, he should be foremost, first and foremost in our life. And we need to surrender. That's why it's called surrender is because whatever our desires or tendencies are, we surrender them to God in obedience to what he commanded us to do. And if we don't, there's no middle ground. Either we are serving God or we are disobeying God and rebelling against him. So either we are serving him in spirit and in truth, or we've kicked him to the curb and are worshiping other gods, wood and stone. So he says that, verse 36, that our nation is going to be turned to a nation we don't know. And I don't recognize this country based on the history of this country, based on our founding, based on the intentions of our founding fathers. I don't recognize this country. Um, At once it was called the land of the free and the home of the brave. It turns out we've are scared slaves because nobody wants to stand up for God or stand up for his principles. Um, More people are scared that they're going to get yelled at because they say they're a Christian. We've got other countries that people claiming or people professing their beliefs as a Christian are being decapitated. And the worst we've got is being censored on social media or being yelled at. And we're backing in a corner, hiding and crying and whining. It's pathetic. And the Lord does not approve at all. Verse 37, and thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations. Whither the Lord shall lead thee. So it won't be us being a nation anymore. It won't be us leading our own um, endeavors Anymore, it'll be somebody else. So the word astonishment here in verse 37, um, Shema, Shema is the transliteration. The definition of that Shema is a waste, a horror, or appallment. Everyone that looks at us will be appalled at the sight that they see because of the destruction, because of the terribleness of what they see, of what they behold in their eyes. It says it'll be a proverb and a byword. The proverb there means that it'll be the what was done to us was the example for everyone else not to follow that example. That's a proverb. Mention the proverb. So hopefully someone would 
would hear it and not do 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 what was done. The a byword, the definition of the byword or that word shanino is a sharp word, sharp cutting word, a taunt or a gibe or a jab. Um, kind of like a derogatory word. Something with a negative connotation. Are, are you getting the picture here from verse 15 to 37? It's not going to be a pretty sight to behold, that's for sure. And he's talking about us, his people, his nation. Verse 38, thou shalt carry much seed out into the field and shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. I've been considering that in verse 38. Uh, I've planted a garden. Uh, we have rabbits. We have chickens. We have goats. And we planted a garden. And in my personal life, I know we're talking about a nation right now. But in our personal lives, I mean, that's where it's got to start is individually. If we're right individually, then we'll set the nation right. We have to start locally. And so I've got a garden planted. And with the with okra, corn, uh, squash, cucumbers, we planted tomatoes, peppers, carrots, potatoes. Um, got a couple other things. Um, green beans. And we prayed over the garden asking the Lord to bless the food that we're about to receive. We prayed over our land and ask God to bless it with the natural resources. Because we understand that the only wealth that God that, that we actually have, it's not in the fiat currency. It's in the natural resources that God has given us. And the blessings that he bestows on us for being obedient. He controls the resources. He controls the wealth. And we have no wealth without natural resources. And God is in control of that. So... We've asked God, we've thanked him for the food, and we asked him to bless it to our bodies and bless the food to our bodies that we're about to receive. And we thank him for that. And one of the things, it's amazing to see, and this is what I'm teaching my children, is that natural resources, they occur and recur every year because of God. He put in them, he programmed them, to seed, to die, germinate, and grow, and multiply, produce. And God has done that in every all of his creatures, all of his creation. We have okra and that we planted last year. And I think I can't I think we bought the okra last year. 
planted it, grew it, and we ate the okra through the summer. I think we canned some of it, and then we dried. We seeded a bunch. We dried it to to um, seed it. So we had okra from last year that grew, that died. We took the seeds, we shucked it, and we planted the seeds that we got from what we grew the year before. And all of that okra is growing in the garden. We've got three rows, three rows about 70 feet long, I think, three rows of okra. And we didn't buy that okra, we grew it. It grew over the, the last year and we prepared it to regrow and it's coming back. And that's a miracle from God. And that's, that's the way things are in his world, in his nation. He blesses things. And we, we're trying to be good stewards of what he's given us. And I fail, I'm not fail miserably, but I'm trying to do better. And gardening is one of them. I used to, I was taught how to garden when I was a kid by my great granddaddy. And then I have, I'm having to relearn it. He passed away, uh, several years ago and I'm having to relearn it, but God is good, gracious, merciful. But in those miracles, I mean, he wants to bless the nation, our nation. And he's been blessing our nation for over 400 years. Um, in uh, Sunday school at church, we are going through the Exodus, and we've noted Moses and the fact that when Joseph, Joseph, God prepared Joseph to go to Egypt, and you know we see his plan of all of over those generations and over all those years, and he set Joseph up to be second only to Pharaoh. We set it up where he had the seven years of plenty and they were wise and put food back to cover the seven years of famine. Well, he saved the nations because of that. Well, his people, Israel, went to Egypt and they were cooperating with Egypt. But then a wicked king, thinking that Israel would one day uh, take over Egypt, decided to kill all the male children, commit a genocide over the people. And what is interesting is the amount of time that the Israelites were in that foreign country was 430 years, and then they were freed. And what's interesting is that the time, the birth of the United States of America was in the May, at the Mayflower. That was 1609. It was actually, I think, the Virginia Compact was 1607. The Mayflower Compact was 1609. That was the start of the, con the country. Um, we're at like 420 years, 423 years, something like that since our country started. So we've been in this 
um, there's a lot of parallels now with that, with the Israelites and their exile and our country or the United States of America. It's just interesting. It's a side note. Anyway. Verse 38, thou shalt carry much seed out in the field, and thou shalt gather little in, for the locusts shall devour it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with oil, for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Meaning that the fruit will not mature. It's just going to die off the branch. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. And thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locust consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. And so this is interesting right here, verse 33 for sure. Those other verses about the fruit of your field and the fruit of the trees, I just covered that. God will bless bless those that are obedient, that seek his word diligently and hearken diligently, observe and do all things he commanded us to do. But this is interesting. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. Notice that the, the immigrants, I mean, we're, illegal immigrants are being elevated over the um, nationals. Illegal immigrants are coming over and they're given food stamps and the red carpet treatment they're being put up in um, hotels while veterans are being kicked out to the curb to live in the street. You notice that? There's a lot of correlations with what God describes here in Deuteronomy chapter 28 with what is happening right now. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. The people had to were mandated to receive a bioweapon, but the strangers were not required to take it. The strangers were given places to stay, but the defenders of our nation were kicked out into the cold. You see that? So is that, the, is that God working and punishing us because we didn't stand up like we should? We didn't listen because we didn't obey? Um, we brought it on ourselves, it appears. So if that's the case, I'm going to start winding down right here. We'll pick up with verse 44. Um, so if that's the case, then, and we know... 
all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for correction, reproof, um, for instructions in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We'll take Second um, Chronicles seven fourteen, and he says, "If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive them of their sins, and I will heal their land." I'm convinced that that is still the case now. According to God's word, we know, and we'll go over this in future podcasts, Lord willing, but the end times, the last days, um, according to Revelations, Ezekiel, and according to Daniel, uh, those are prophecies that will, in fact, take place. Some of the prophecies are, are, are unfolding as we speak, or there are many similarities to current events so we still have to be mindful of that that God, that christ is coming back there is a second coming he is returning and we need to understand that when he returns he's coming back with a sword the first time he came he came as a lamb a sheep to the slaughter he shed his blood he paved the way for our redemption redemptions from our our uh, condemnation to hell because of our disobedience. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He came to give everyone the first Adam to the last Adam the opportunity to repent and that's what he's doing right now is giving everyone here the opportunity to repent and that includes the whole world every country every continent every island every human being has the opportunity to repent until they breathe their last breath. But Jesus Christ in his second coming is coming with a sword. So he will divide and conquer. And there will not be another opportunity to repent and get right with the Lord once he comes back with the sword. So we have to understand that. But in the meantime, we have the opportunity to correct our mistakes and to repent of our sins and let the Lord heal our land. So that's where we're at right now. And we'll pick up with verse 44. Again, if you don't, um, if you have any prayer requests, leave them in the comments. Either in the live, when we're in the live, leave them in the, com the message um, box or once I post the podcast post in the comments or email me at joshua ministries 741 at gmail.com and i will add the prayer request to the prayer list
And let's remember to keep praying for the families that have lost loved ones that are headed to hell. Remember those that have loved ones that died from the bioweapon shots. Remember those that took the shots that are still alive but have shortened their lifespan and um, will have to endure um, bad health for the remaining life that they have unless God heals them, which he's perfectly capable of doing if we're in the right standing with him. He tells us to call on the elders and lay hands and pray and he'll heal the sick. So, I mean, he still can't even if it's a bioweapon. Um, so let's go to the Lord in prayer now. And we'll see you in the next one. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to take your word and to study your word. I pray that um, I have honored you in, in the, the expounding of your word. I pray that I'll take your word and apply it and properly and be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to be the influence. Help us to be um, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Help us to stand fast in the liberty which you've given us and not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Help us to, to grasp the fact that you have given us freedom. You have given us liberty. That's where it comes from. We have these rights endowed by you, our creator. And you've expounded and you delivered us the love letter, your word, your holy Bible to us so that we can understand it and know what you have for us, how you expect us to live, and and what will come of that obedience, which is blessings. But if we disobey, cursings. Help us to understand that we, as your people, have the obligation to obey your word, to observe and to do all things you've commanded us to do. We're thankful for your grace and for your mercy. And we pray that we will be the influence we should be to the lost and dying world around us and to those that are fellow brothers and sisters that are wayward. Pray that we can bring them back to the fold where they should be in a good standing with you. And I thank you and praise you for what you've done. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for uh, joining on the podcast. You have a blessed day. And see you soon.